0: And it freaked my mother out because she did not understand how I could fall asleep to people screaming, like guns being shot.
1: I mean, I can't say I get it, but I'm not, like, you know, miffed by it.
0: Yeah, like, I get, we're recording.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been recording for a bit. Fuck. No, it matter. It doesn't matter because I just got on mic. So now it matters.
0: Oh, good. So you're gonna keep out everything I said about being able to fall asleep to gunfire. If you want me to. Okay, and this.
1: No, this is going in. <laughs> Fuck. This right here, you saying that is going in. So they'll know, but they won't know. You know what I mean? I be
0: mean, like this dude is fucked up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> if they listen to the podcast, they know Michael. We've been doing this. Well, for, we've been doing this almost two years now. Maybe over. No, not two years. Like a year, maybe.
0: So many there. Hello, dear no listeners. no we've How been doing we've no.
1: definitely been doing it over a year, yeah. at the very least.
0: I remember being cold here and cold on the way here, yeah, and snow,
1: yeah, so much snow,
0: not enough snow though
1: again, we've been doing this for a while, haven't we yeah,
0: all for you, dear listeners
1: actually it's mo- actually I'm doing it mostly for me. I just have a lot of fun doing this and I need a creative outlet so like while I do appreciate the listeners and I love you all for listening um. I'm doing I'm doing this uh, one to pass time and two to spend time with yes. y'all. You know what I mean? Because like this is just a fun thing to do for me. Like I don't know about you and Jordan, but for me it's definitely like really fun. Well,
0: it's not boring. You don't think so? Yeah, it's not boring.
1: Okay. What would you say is like some of your favorite moments from this pod? Like doing this podcast? Doesn't even have to be like on tearing RL Stein apart. Oh yeah. Yeah. Lovingly tearing RL Stein apart. Yes. Gotta add I'll it do it
0: in. with every other author.
1: got I gotta add loving in there because I, I love Arlstein, like still legitimately. I value him. I also appreciate how he is self-aware and he's like, yeah, there are some stinkers in the f- in this <laughs> first right. series and shit. <laughs> yeah. If, um
0: If you think that all your work is good, then
1: you're just an egotistical bastard. Right. Fucking hey guys, welcome to the bonus episode of the podcast for the month of February. Yeah, February. That is the month coming up, yeah. This will be the month of February. All right. Um. Uh, I guess this will substitute your life. Because this will come out before the next episode comes out, obviously. Ooh. Um, And the weekend... Like, the episode that was supposed to come out right before here... Like, the weekend before this, it didn't come out. Because Jordan was like, Hey, there's supposed to be snow. I don't want to get caught in that. And we were like, that's fine. And then there wasn't snow.
0: Yes, it came the following week.
1: Yeah, it came, like, the past couple days. And so... I'm still like, I won't be surprised, but I'll be upset if Jordan says, Hey, I don't, like, you know, like tomorrow. I don't think, I don't think she's going to. I think, uh, just cause Jordan and me have similar principles where it's like, I don't want to do that two times in a row mm-hmm. when there's nothing going on. So it's not supposed to snow anymore for, yeah. like, at least this week.
0: And I'm sad because I like the snow.
1: I like how it looks. Like, I think snow is very pretty and, um, like I love how it looks in the trees and shit, and I would I love to be out in the woods in it. I love I used to love sledding. I haven't gone in a while, but I love sledding. Um, however, I prefer to enjoy it nowadays from inside, looking out with like a cup of hot cocoa and a blanket.
0: I like going to a uh, large parking lot that has fresh snow uh-huh. with a car with bald tires. Bald tires. Bald tires. Like the tread has been worn down.
1: That's dangerous. It's very yes, dangerous. Yes, but we stay
0: away from the light poles.
1: Okay, but if... if Okay, so if you put the treadless tires on, it's dangerous getting there, too.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we're careful when we do that.
1: Okay. When's the... So you like doing donuts in the parking lot yeah. even though you don't drive? Yeah. When's the last time you got to do that with somebody? God. I couldn't, by the way. Like, I legit- 2014, I think? Really? Okay. I physically could not do that just because I would be very, very scared.
0: Oh, no, no. If, like, it's fun. It really is. It's kind of like a roller coaster. Mm hmm. Only you're just going to the sides a
1: lot. Yeah. The thing is for me, like, I like roller coasters, but they're controlled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, except for there are times when roller coasters fuck up and that's fine. Um,
0: like being stuck on the beast for an hour.
1: Is that what happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> when was that, by the way? You were, like, younger, right? Yeah, I was, like, eight or nine. Holy shit. Why are you on The Beast at eight or nine years old? What?
0: Because my sister was a bitch. Were,
1: were you even allowed? I didn't think you were allowed to be on it that young.
0: Uh, if you were able to pass the uh, 45 inches.
1: Sorry, I got distracted by the sounds of the raccoons outside again. Or, te- I guess, under the house again. Yeah. You hear them, too?
0: Yeah, I hear them. They make me sad.
1: Yeah, they're not as violent as they were last night when we were streaming, but, like... Yet. Yet. I don't know what their fucking deal is. Uh, well, I think other animals are trying to get under and seek shelter under my house, and they're like, no, this is our neck of the woods. Even though it isn't, it's my neck of the woods. <laughs> and if any of y'all, like, breaks my fucking vents, or I see, like, that my uh, my heat is having trouble keeping my house warm, I'm going under there with live traps. Like, fuck off. Like, I, I also like how I said fuck off, but also live traps. Like, I still care. <laughs> I just don't
0: want them here. <laughs> we will humanely trap you. Mm-hmm. And then you will be given to me. Where I will dress you up in cute frilly dresses for the Instagram. Right.
1: That's a... God damn it. Um, shit, what am I doing?
0: I think the Beast is the only ride I've been on that's broken down.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think I've been on a... I don't think I've been on a ride that broke down. That's broken down.
0: Uh, ooh, I've been on one where I almost lost my fingers. Excuse me? Uh, You know those spinning cups at uh, Coney Island? I yes. I they're more like uh, enclosed shelves. Yes, no, I'm well aware. Yeah, okay. I got out of mine after the ride was over, Mm. and the people who were in it started spitting it up again. Some dude, like, full-on adult, knocked into me, and I fell, and my fingers went right on the track where the wheel was, and the freaking attendant yanked me up by my uh, shirt, in front of my shirt. Yeah. And I was like, dude, are you
1: okay? Fucking really, yeah. (laughs) Like, yeah? Yeah, but this guy's about about to get an earful. (laughs) No, he was... Pissed. i i would be yeah <laughs> i think he was more
0: afraid that he was gonna lose his job or something as opposed to like you know oh hey this dumb you know fat kid uh got knocked over and almost lost his you fingers. can't call
1: the fat kid dumb when they're the ones that got <laughs> knocked over by somebody that's not no, how probably, it's me saying it
0: because i should have like waited until everybody else got out of the uh car
1: what do you mean it was the end of the ride thing why would you why would you have to wait until? Everybody yeah but got you're out?
0: supposed to wait for the attendant to release you
1: Oh uh, well, nobody does that though. I know, and
0: still that fucking rude asshole pushed me. Well, it not push me, knocked into me.
1: Like, yeah, pay attention where you're fucking going, my dude. Yeah. Like,
0: so anyways, you know, we read books on this.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is the. Just me talking about my. Uh, We're in a bitchy mood today. We just, trauma. we just like ate our first meal of the day. It is like set. It was seven o'clock by the time we got to eat, and um, it would have been an hour earlier. But we got stuck in a line at Chipotle because the people there just don't know how to fucking run the drive through Like yeah. full on. And they don't know how to communicate either. Like the first the people in front of us, they got it looked like they got a meal and then left after like 20 minutes, th- almost yeah. 30 minutes, of waiting there. And so we pulled up and the guy looked at me like like he's making bowls and stuff through there, but he looked at me and just ignored me. And it took me a minute, and I don't usually get mad at, like, you know, fast food workers and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, I'm very, I'm, I get it, I've been there. But this is the first time, like, I think ever that I've been like, hey, like, I yelled at the window, like, hey, what's going on? And he came, and he came over, and he finally was like, oh, okay, I'm so, sorry, we're, we're, we're packed behind. And the thing is, like, I wouldn't be as mad if he would have just done that to begin with. Right. Instead of looking at me, like, side-eyeing me while doing it, and then ignoring me. Like, it's so much, like, I'm, it's easier for me to wait an hour when I know I'm waiting an hour than to wait an hour without knowing how long I'm gonna be waiting. hmm And I think that's, like, communication is a big fucking thing for me. Like, not communicating will get me, like, heated more than anything. Because I'm, I'm very lax when it comes to a lot of things. Yeah. Like, um... Like, even when doing this podcast, when Jordan or Tyler or whatever, like, if they can't do it, as long as they let me know ahead of time and stuff like that, or even, like, let me know at all instead of just Mm -hmm. not showing up or waiting for me to message them, that's fine. And I haven't had that much, like, I haven't had trouble with either of them. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, you know, that kind of shit. Like, just tell me what's going on. We can move things around. It's okay. But I need to know. Yes. Like... And
0: Chipotle dude did not let us know. He literally looked at us, mm-hmm. and I got out of the car to check the fucking uh, doors. Yeah, you
1: went in to, like, actually go yell at them, because you yeah. were way more mad than I was.
0: I wasn't going to yell at them, I was just going to be like, so, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to yell at people who are obviously, like, overworked.
1: Yeah, and there was, like, five people there making yeah. stuff, and they were making, like, a bunch of shit, and he was like, there are two people ahead of you, it'll be, like, five minutes, and... That's another thing that irritates me is like, okay, but I'm here now. And the doors are closed, which means this drive through is the only thing that you have going on. Mm-hmm. Start my shit. I'm here now. Like, it's fine that you have all this stuff, but by the time they get up to the drive driveway, drive through it's going to be cold. Like, yes. why are you doing it like this? This is dumb. This is the dumbest way you could do it.
0: We're not exaggerating when we say there was a line wrapped around the entire
1: oh, building yeah, like cars. Like, right around the corner from where we were facing. So, it went clear around the building. Mm-hmm. And like it was ridiculous like and all because they weren't doing it properly. like there's just a way to do that and that's what's so irritating like there's a more efficient way to do that and it would not it doesn't even take you being all that mm-hmm. smart to figure it out see who's at the window this is this is uh who's here to be like get their order do that order if you haven't mm-hmm like go in order of who's here. I get that you have an online thing where it's like, okay, it's for this time, this time. But I am here right now. The two people in front of me are not we, here right now.
0: We were there when we were supposed to be.
1: Yeah. We were there at six. We, we were there a couple. We were there a couple minutes early because I was like, it's gonna take a second for us to get mm-hmm. through the line. And yeah, it was it was fucking ridiculous. It was past
0: six thirty before we got our food. Yeah. Which was supposed to be ready at six.
1: Yes. It was absolutely ridiculous. So we're a little like we're a little like uh who hyped up hopped up off cream. of that. I want ice cream. You want ice cream? Yeah. We have ice cream bars in the free freezer now, so we can have one of those after this. Okay. Will that work?
0: Oh, bring me something deep fried and covered in chocolate.
1: Yeah, honestly.
0: Oh, and then my fucking burrito just fell apart.
1: Yeah, mine was fine. Which usually mine's the one that falls apart because yeah. it has more stuff on it than yours. But yours was just like obliterated. Yeah, obliterated.
0: Like this is real first world problems. I realize that. Oh yeah, like it's, I get it. We're just like venting. so, there's
1: so much. I hate the idea that like you can't bitch because there's so much worse going on. It's like no, that's not okay. Like somebody's problems, no matter how small they may seem to somebody else, should not just be put on the back burner. That's not cool, man. Mm -hmm. That's not, like, that's not fair. It's like, no matter how big somebody else's problems are, these are still problems for these people. Like, we're still upset about this. So I don't apologize. Fuck off. (laughs) Like. I just needed to vent. No, yeah, same. Like, first world problems would be like, um... The chip broken the salsa. Yeah, the chip broken the salsa. That's what you make fun of. Like, that's not... <sighs> okay. Hold on. Text my friend Katie back real quick. Alrighty. In a Chipotle.
0: <laughs> In a
1: Chipotle drive-through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so anyways,
0: telling. Anyways, dear listeners. Uh,
1: what book are we doing today, Michael? Yeah, I don't know. I <laughs> know you do Into the jungle? No, we're not actually. That is the book oh. I picked up today, though. So oh, okay. that was lucky. Um, yeah. Into the woods. Um. Fucking into the... W- no. Uh, Welcome to the jungle. No. We're Welcome to the names. jungle! Um, you scared the piss out of Mew. Yeah, Mew. My cat, Dr. Mew, was in my lap, and she was resting her head on my forearm. And when I did that voice, she, like, fucking looked up at me like, what are you doing? her neck didn't crack. <laughs> Just... You hear the sound of it physically cracking? Just... <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Anyway, today is... Today we are doing Welcome to the Wicked Wax Museum. Oh, joy. Wait, we're doing House of Wax? Basically, yeah. It's uh, pencil in
0: this one, too. Huh? Do I get to watch her take a poll she can't handle?
1: Uh, sure. Release yeah. date for this was in December of 1996. has 137 pages and 22 endings. Which isn't all that huge. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, we've we've had bigger, we've had less. I think that's a good medium, you know what I mean? Um, it has... Let's see. Let's see what it has, like, ending-wise. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. It has 20 bad endings and two good endings. Oh, joy. It's... Oh, rapture. Oh, dear. Oh, elation. Oh, good golly, go... Oh, good golly, gollerson. Fucking... Holy rusted metal, Batman. Uh, first of all, do you want to describe this cover for us? Like, the cover of this book okay. for us?
0: Oh, she is covered in
1: goo. <laughs> She's wax.
0: There is a... Pale woman, kind of purplish skin, actually. Okay. With black hair, uh, black choker with a green skull pendant on it.
1: Nice dress. It's got like a webbing over the cleavage.
0: Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Black, low-cut dress mm-hmm. with webbing over the cleavage. Pointy red nails. All red of it lips. dripping
1: with wax, by the way. Like, all of it uh, dripping. All
0: of it just has semen all over it.
1: It's just all... Well, no, there's... um. There's different colors to it. They missed the cookie. They missed... Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. I'm um, so
0: glad we're not for children.
1: Yeah, same. Imagine how much stress I would be under if that was... <laughs> Imagine not you, getting to say... You, I wouldn't be able to speak on here. Imagine not getting to say fuck every 12 seconds. Like, damn.
0: And this is number 12. Welcome to the Wicked Wax Music. Oh,
1: you missed the, like, statues in the background.
0: Oh yeah, and there are uh, busts in the background.
1: Yeah, there's also like a, a window with like flowing red drapes and like lightning in it.
0: Also, it's at the top. It says R.O. Stein. Give yourself goosebumps. Uh, reader beware. You choose the scare. Choose okay. from over twenty different scary endings. Yeah, Join the all new goosebumps. Thanks. That's usual. Inside. That's usual though. Hey, Scalasta. do you want to
1: do you want to read the back for me? Like the the blurb on the back uh, thing. Great like, ghouls, goosebumps on Saturday morning on Michael. Fox Kids TV. Michael. <laughs> Come on now. You know what I want. Give it to me. Yes, Daddy. (laughs) Don't
0: fucking do that. Go ahead. Too hot to handle. Your teacher (laughs) thinks it'll be good for your class to hang out at the new wax museum in town. Yeah, right. Once you get there, your teacher starts blah blahing about something or other, and that's when you and your friends see the red door. If you decide to check out what's behind door number one, you'll discover the museum owner's secret for making lifelike sculptures. And it doesn't look like fun. If you decide to ditch the red door and go the other way, you'll end up meeting scary Sybil Wicked, and wish you hadn't. Oh, no. Will you escape this creepy place before you're turned into a human candle? Probably not. The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky
1: endings. Just over 20. Just barely over 20. Oh, just over 20 scary, sp- spooky... Anyway, so, um... To those of you who haven't played this game with us before, or, like, who haven't, like, tuned into a bonus episode, if this is your first bonus episode, hey, what's up? If this is your first episode of the podcast, um, why? Um, anyway, so, we have (laughs) Why are you listening to us? Are you this bored? No, why the bonus episode of anything? Like, obviously, this isn't the- like, try again, go back an episode, try the one from last (laughs) week, or, like, you know- The last real you listening episode. listening
0: to us on a dare? Did you lose a bet?
1: Did you lose a bet? Yeah. Go listen to the last, like, the the season finale of our third season. Which Do you was... just
0: really want to pound in how fucking rock bottom you're at right now while you tie the noose?
1: Michael, I feel like you're projecting a little bit. You good. <laughs> <did>. Are you <laughs> alright? Do we need...
0: Brandon, I'm always alright. I have to be.
1: So that's a no. Um... <laughs> So basically, Mike legally obligated to I'm be alright. I'm legally obligated <laughs> to be alright. I have no choice. That's okay, but that's actually how I feel. Like if somebody like at work asks me, like, you okay? It's like I don't have a choice. <laughs> I really don't have a choice. I have bills to pay, I gotta be well, here. I don't fucking I don't know what you want from me. I'm f fu- i am I
0: hate lying, however, if I don't lie, then they give me the slippers with the rubber bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know where those come from. Ireland.
1: Ireland? <laughs> Not Ireland! Oh no! Anything but the Dutch! Yes, I understand the stuff from Ireland. I get it. The Dutch! Those Swiss
0: bastards! Those Swiss bastards! We are not
1: high. We're just dumb. I will never forgive the Japanese. (laughs) That's. Everything I know from JoJo, I know from memes. I've never actually seen it. And <laughs> JoJo I don't
0: fancy it on suck
1: I never I've never seen Jojo. I don't plan to see Jojo. I have. I know you have, yeah. Oh my god. Anyway, so we what we have here is uh there's this is a multiple choice book not multiple choice, this is choose your own adventure book. You good, elephant man? <laughs> You are a multiple right? choice book. <laughs> There's only two an- two right answers. <laughs> there are three choices. Don't get it wrong. <laughs> Knowing R.L. Stein, there would be one of those in one of these books. Um. So, there are m- two choices. They're both wrong. Also, your mom's a whore. <laughs> 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 Add that to one of the endings where you're like, No, I just want to be a good boy and go home without experiencing the story. And he calls you a fuckface and just says, Your mom's a whore. <laughs> now go back and choose the other ending, bitch. Also, you're ugly like your mom. <laughs> also, you're ugly. I am deformed. I am deformed. And you are ugly. And I am ugly. Thank you, Cloud Furlow. <laughs> Anyway, so, um... This is a multiple-choice book. And, um... When we come to a split in the road where Michael has to make a decision, I... uh, We have seven bookmarks here. Like, in my hand. Like, physical bookmarks. Because I I have the physical books in my hand. Um... They haven't fully embraced the technological age yet. And every time there'll be a, a split... A decision to make, one will get put down. If all seven have been put down and a new one needs to be made, Michael we'll have to choose a safe slot to delete, which I don't think we've done... Oh, God! That was a wet... That was a wetter burp than I really wanted it ever to be. Oh, dear. Fucking... Oh. Well, now that I'm done struggling, um, so, if... Where was I? So, if one... If we get to the end, we don't have any more. Michael, you'll have to delete a safe slot, which we haven't done in a while. Mew, get out of there! She was, like, trying to fit in behind the GameCube... You don't usually do that. What are you doing? Um, so, anyway, did I explain that all right? Yes. Okay. So, you have to choose one to delete, and you can't go back to it. You have three lives to try to get a good ending, or if you get a good ending before you use all your lives, you can just be like, I'm done. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good with that. Um, If you, di- if you die and have a bad ending, you can choose one of the save slots to go back to. Yes. All right. And with that out of the way... Why don't we find where the fuck page one is of this book? Probably the first page. Oh, wow. The cover feels like it's going to come off really easily.
0: What, like Deep Trouble?
1: Uh, Not Deep Trouble. That other one we did. Yeah. Uh, one jungle. The other fish. The Tiki Island thing, yeah. I think, right?
0: I liked that one. It was a good book. Yeah, it was I nice. I out of that one.
1: All right, here we go. Cool. You exclaimed to your best friends, friends, Liz and Jake. Why is it always names like Liz and Jake and shit like that? Like one-syllable names?
0: Because they're traditional American names. And they're easy.
1: The field trip to the Wicked Wax Museum is today. I can't believe our class gets to see it the day before the grand opening. Finally, Mr. Dunning's history in class won't be such a bore, Jake adds, flipping his black baseball cap around backwards. Mr. Dunning, more like Mr. Dull. (laughs) You said it, Liz Giggles. Got him. Got him. Her red curls bounce when she laughs. Hey, why is it called the Wicked Wax Museum? Anyway, it's probably because it is a wax museum.
0: Owned by a woman named Wicked.
1: Probably, yeah. We we read that on the back. What's the name of the guy who... Or, that's the name of the guy who owns it, Jake explains. Dr. Izzy Wicked. Fuck you. God damn it, Stein. Izzy Wicked? Are you fucking kidding me?
0: I've never felt such...
1: I've never- A combination. S- I feel such rage A right disappointment now. Disappointment <laughs> and indigestion. And- r- Mew, that's- Mew, stop bumping against the mic- Mew, stop doing that. Mew, Dr. Mew. Mew, no! Hey, stop! Get out of it. The microphone wasn't close enough to my mouth, so she helped me. Apparently not, but then she also like snuck in between the wire and the mic- uh, The mic stand, and it's like, no, you're gonna end up pulling something over. So don't do that. Where the fuck- Oh, is he wicked? He made- He made all the wax figures. Well, according to Mister Dull, Liz adds, Liz adds, the museum is supposed to bring history to life for us, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, right. Jake smirks. Okay,
0: okay, okay. Dull's full name is Ignatius Maximilian Dull, but he only goes by his initials. I am Dull.
1: That would be fucking great. I think that's. I think that's a name thing that I actually would laugh at. But Izzy Wicked goes too far, Stein. <laughs> you will be hearing from my lawyers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Looking. I are baboon. I are I, am baboon. Weasel. I am weasel. <laughs> Is Dr. Izzy wicked? <laughs> it just doesn't work. I mean it does, but you know.
0: If, if her name was like Isabel or something. I don't know. And then we find out, you know, she goes by Izzy later, that'd be fine.
1: That yeah, that would make more sense. But you know, it's a kid's book, so they gotta know they gotta know. To be fair, if I was a kid reading this, uh I would not get it. I just wouldn't pick up on it. I'd just be like, that's a weird name, and continue on. Because I'd probably just be reading this in my head, you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, right, Jake smirks. And maybe the wax figures will come to life, too. Oh, gross, Liz cries. You're giving the me processing? the creeps, Jake. Come on, you two, you say. The bus is here. Let's be the first in line so we can grab the back seats. On the bus, you rush to the back. You and Liz take a two-seater. Jake sits alone across the aisle with his red-sneakered feet on the, on the seat. Fucking small-ass violin playing. Now no one else can sit there. Oh, okay, he's just a jerk. jake leans back. His chin-length brown hair falls over the top of the seat. Let's get this crate rolling, he mutters. All right, people! Mr. Dunning shouts from uh, the front of the bus. Thanks to my personal donation to the museum, we get to see the place before it opens to the public tomorrow. The teacher does one last head count. All right, Sal! He says to the driver, we're all here. Let's go. As soon as the bus starts moving, Jake presses his nose and open lips flat flat sorry. Jake presses his nose and open lips flat against the window for the viewing pleasure of other people on the road. If he breathes on the window and or then he breathes on the window and writes in a steam honk if you hate history, which means it's probably backwards to everyone else. And won't stay on there for long. Because just breath condensation. Honk, you say, laughing. Honk, honk, Liz adds. All right, y'all geese now, I guess. You and Liz are honking so loud, you don't see Mr. Dunning coming down the aisle. He looks mad. For
0: some reason, I thought he said his name was Doll.
1: Oh, his nickname is Mr. Doll. Oh, okay. Because that's what they call him. He's like, Mr. Doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. You get the joke, Michael? Yes. Okay. Because his name also starts with a D and a U. And so, you know, Dunning's Doll. It's it's good joke. It's good joke. It's fine. I call Mister Dunce. That would have been so much better. That's enough out of you three. You're always making trouble. The red. Wait, no, that's not red. The red faced Mister Dunning. Sp- uh, Dunning sputters. If you hate history so much, you could just wait for the rest of us in the lobby. Oh, brother! You groan. There goes our fun. Minutes later, the bus pulls up to a stone building. Mr. Dunning leads the class into the lobby of the Wicked Wax Museum. The scowling woman in a purple turban and gold bracelets sits... Or a scowling woman in a purple turban and gold bracelets sits inside a ticket booth. These three students will not be going in, Mr. Dunning tells her. He turns to you, Jake, and Liz and points to a bench by the wall. Sit here, you little monsters, and you'd better be sitting here when I come back. I don't think you can call the kids that, but okay. The class leaves you... Yes? Sorry. You're fine. I got
0: a Twitch notification.
1: Oh. How lovely. How good for you. Yes. The class leaves you behind as they enter the Hall of Historical Exhibits. A red door closes after them. Jake manages to sit still for a few minutes, and he... Then, he jumps up and says, I think it's time for us to take a little tour of our own. Turn to page 75. We got three pages in this time. All right. Fuck yeah. Before before you know so, jumping all the way to the back. What's up?
0: Uh legally changing my name would cost anywhere from $100 to $500.
1: That's a lot of money.
0: Yeah, but I want to change it to Ignatius uh Maximilian Wicked.
1: What? I am wicked. Yes. <sighs> could you could you keep your middle name as Michael so that we still we don't have to change what we call you since it's just for a bit? Like, if it was for another reason, you know what I mean? Like, it's for a legitimate reason, other than the bit, I wouldn't mind. But because it is just for the bit, can you still, can you be Ignatius Michael? You know what, no, that doesn't, that doesn't ring a bell. It doesn't ring right. No, you know, carry on. Jake, don't! Wait, sorry. Jake, don't! You whisper loudly as he disappears through the red door. You glance at the ticket lady. She's busy with something in the booth. Jake, you call again. We're in enough trouble already. You jump up from the bench and try to grab the door before it closes. Too late. The red door slams in your face. Hey, open up! You hear Jake yelling through the door. He rattles the knob. Help! He cries. Liz leaps up to help you push the door open. It won't budge. Haha, <laughs> funny. Stop kidding around, Jake! She scolds. Help! Jake screams again. He really does sound scared. Then you hear whirr. Like a motor starting up, the click of gears mingles with Jake's cries. Jake! you shout. There's no answer. You press your ear against the door and listen. I think something is really wrong, you whisper to Liz. His cries are getting farther away. We have to get in! You shake the door handle and give one last push. Suddenly, the door opens easily. Darkness greets you both. Darkness and the loud whirring of a motor. No sign of Jake. First choice! If you go in after Jake, turn to page 30. If you decide to get help first, turn to page 111. But hurry. What are we doing?
0: 111.
1: Really? Okay. I'm going to go for help. Yeah, Jake sounds like a a dumbass, so... He does. Okay. You're beginning to believe Jake's screams really aren't a joke. Still, you don't want to go through the pitch-dark doorway that yawns in front of you. We'd better ask someone for help, you suggest. You look around the lobby. There's no one here except that weird ticket lady, Liz whispers. She looks like a fortune teller in that purple turban. She gives me the creeps. Well, creepy or not, she's the only one here, you point out. You approach the ticket window. The ticket lady is sitting with her back to you. Excuse me, you say. The ticket lady doesn't speak or move. Excuse me, you say a little louder. We think our friend is in trouble. Can you help us? Still no answer. Why won't you answer, Liz yells. What's wrong with you? Maybe she's deaf, you whisper. You reach in- why would you whisper that if you think she's deaf? You reach into the booth and tap the ticket lady on the arm. Her arm is cold and hard. You gasp. She's not real. She's only a wax figure. What's going on here? Turn to page twelve. What's going on? Yeah, fucking really. I'm surprised that wasn't an immediate. Go back, you motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Right? Also, you're ugly like your mom. <laughs> also, you're ugly like your mom. An awful gurgling cry from the doorway behind you makes you both shudder. Jake! There's no time to figure out why the ticket lady is made of wax. Your friend needs your help. We'll have to go outside and find the bus driver, you tell Liz. Come on! You step outside the lobby and look for Sal, the bus driver, but he's nowhere in sight. Yeah, they don't just fucking hang around. In fact, there isn't a living soul anywhere around you. What are you gonna do? At that moment, a long black limousine pulls up next to you. The windows are tilted dark blue. You can't you can't see inside until the passenger side window slowly glides down. A uniformed driver leans across the seat. His hat throws a deep shadow that hides his face. But his voice is friendly as he says, I'm Axel. May I be of some assistance? Go to page 69. <laughs> nice.
0: I just want to point out, if I was really worried about my friends, I probably would have pulled a fire alarm by now.
1: Shit, you're right. Police have fire alarms. I wouldn't have even thought about that, honestly.
0: And I normally had a lighter with me. normally have a lighter
1: with me just in case just in case I need to set off a sprinkler system or some shit okay but you're also short so how are you going to reach the sprinkler system smoke rises so you're going to set something on fire yes you're going to commit arson if I need to save my friend I will do what it takes alright I will fight God I will fight God (laughs) I will become an RPG protagonist at the main at the end of the game rescue a kitten from a tree eventually defeat God yeah really Help! Liz cries. Our friend is trapped in the museum and we can't find anyone to help us rescue him. Calm down, Axel says. There's a phone in the back seat. Get in. You can call for help. Ooh, stranger danger. Don't know if I like this. The limo's back door opens. You spot the phone, but that's not all you see. The car... the... a car? This car is equipped with the works. There's a television, a refrigerator filled with soda and snacks, a CD player, and every CD anyone could want. Wow, this car is loaded, you declare. The driver laughs. That's right. Hop in and help yourself to the soda. Put on some music. Your parents always told you never to get into a stranger's car. On the other hand, you do need to call for help, and a cold soda sure would taste good. What should you do? Do you decide to get in the limo, or you better not? How
0: the... (laughs) Just because I want to know what's going to happen, we're going to go with getting in the limo, but... (laughs) Is the fucking refrigerator just open facing the damn door?
1: Yeah, give re- it. Or maybe it's got one of those like clear doors, almost like the fancy kind. It would have to, otherwise, I'm fucking psychic or some shit. Yeah, really. We just don't know it yet.
0: Fun well, no, that it could be fucking Cristal.
1: <laughs> so what if your parents told you not to get in the stranger's car? This is an exception. All right, you exclaim. Liz steps into the luxurious limo first and leans back in the buttery leather... Why is it... Why Why did you use buttery to describe the leather seat? That's not... That just sounds gross, my dude. Butter. Buttery leather seat. You follow her in and reach for a soda. Without warning, the door slams. Power locks click. Seat belts shoot out and strap you tightly in place. Strapped and trapped. Axel guns the engine. Hey! You yell. What's going on? The limo roars away. You twist in your seat to stare back at the museum. Where's Mr. Dunning when you need him? Calling you little monsters and leaving you in the lobby. Um, a figure runs out, out the front door. It's Jake, Liz cries. From Jake? State Farm? Huh? From State Farm? Yeah, totally. Jake is waving his arms and shouting. You can, uh, you can hear his words faintly. Come back, he yells. It was just a joke. A joke, Liz sputters. I'm going to kill Jake. A sudden burst of blue light, like a camera flash, blinds you. When you can see again, you glare at Axel in the rearview mirror. What's the big idea, you ask. Or, you start to ask, actually. The words never leave your mouth. Instead, you gape in horror at Axel's face. Rattle on to page ninety or 89. What do you think's wrong with Axel's face? Teeth. Teeth? <laughs> Just teeth. Pointy teeth. Yow! He's a monster! Liz yells. What happened to your face? You croak. Axel cracks his yellow teeth t- or clacks, sorry, his yellow teeth together. Don't you like it? My boss, Sybil Wicked, gave me a facelift. Huh? You repeat horrified. A facelift? His boss Liz whis. Liz? Liz whis Liz Whispers Thank you. You stare at each other. You just had a horrible idea. Um Where are you taking us, Axel? You ask. To Miss Sibyl, of course. Axel says. I faxed pictures of your faces on a head to her. When? When did you do that? When did you have time to do that? Hold on, wait. camera flash. Oh, oh, you're right, you're right. She is dying to meet you both. (laughs) I feel like there's always a, a dying to meet you pun in these books. Like, one way or another. He just slips them in. You gulp. You don't know who Miss Sybil is or what she wants with you, but you don't feel any need to find out. You've got to get out of this limo. The phone Liz whispers in your ear. Call 911. Great idea, you whisper or you re- wait, no. Just great idea. You reach for the phone. That's when you notice it only has 3 buttons and none of them say 911. One button has a picture of a clock on it. The second has a laughing jester's face. The third is completely blank. You've got to push one of them. I mean, you don't, but all right, it's your only chance. But which one do you push? Wow, we're just getting the fucking options the clock. today. You gonna do the clock? The clock. All right, let's go to page 22 then.
0: Yay.
1: All right. I'll try the clock. You decide. It'll connect us with the operator who tells you the time. You're a dumbass. We can get her to call 911 for us. You push the button with a clock on it. Instead of hearing a helpful voice on the other end of the line, you hear this recording. Good afternoon. At the tone, your time will be... up. Uh-oh, Liz says. The limo surges forward and starts to swerve wildly over the road. At the wheel, Axel cackles like a madman. Oh no! You're doing 100 miles per hour, straight for the edge of a cliff! As the limo flies over the edge, you hear, Beep! The <laughs> I like how you farted the right moment. Oh my god! Beep! Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. The end, by the way. We died. Yay. Uh, Well, we were
0: wearing our seatbelts, so we're fine.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, Uh, It is the end, though.
0: Our spines are slightly compacted. So
1: we have three options to go back so far. We can either...
0: Uh, I'll go back to before the one we just did.
1: So not the button one? Yeah, the button one. You want to go to the button one? Yes. Okay. All right. There's a third... I didn't
0: word that correctly.
1: Okay. So there is a third option, so I'm going to leave this one in. But do you want to try the blank button or the laughing jester?
0: I want to hear a joke.
1: Laughing Jester, seventy-two. If all these lead to a dead end, I'm gonna shit myself. Okay, cool. You decide to try the Laughing Jester button. This one looks sort of friendly. You declare. Pick up the phone. You push the button. Bzz, 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 busy. Wait, anyway, it's more like bzz, 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 or something like that. You mean they don't have call waiting? Liz grumbles. You try again. Bzz, 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 bzz. Still busy. For those of you who don't, who are too young to understand, that's a dial tone, basically, right? Yes. And so, um, what that means well, it's the
0: busy signal. Yeah, the
1: busy signal. The not dial tone would just be. Yeah, that, I'm wrong. Don't listen to me, Michael. We get it, Michael. Stop. Thank you. <laughs> Still busy. Want to try again, or would you rather try one of the other buttons? Okay. Well, this one just has the same things. Uh, like, we can try it again, or we can do the blank button. We try it again. Okay, 108. Oh, wait, I forgot. I need to put a thing in there. Yes, please. I feel like we're not going to reach any kind of thing with this book. All right, 108. Isn't there instant death? You decide to push the laughing gesture button once more, and this time the phone on the other end rings, and rings, and rings, and rings. You're about to slam the receiver down when someone answers. Hello? You scream into the mouthpiece. Hello? May I be of some assistance? A man's voice asks. You know that voice. You jerk your head up and see Axel holding a phone to to the ear hole of his bony head. He's laughing and laughing and laughing. You stare at the laughing Jester on the phone button. How could you have thought it looked friendly? How come you didn't notice that the Jester's face is a skull? Looks like jokes on you. Ah. Ah. The end. The end. The end. That's life number two. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, no. Let's try the blank button. Are we really going to do the button? Yes! Okay. Hold oh, on, wait. I want to check something. Um, okay, so it doesn't matter. So we're going to get rid of it. Oh, no. This is our last one. So I have to get rid of all the save slots now. Yay. Okay, blank button is paid. This
0: one's really not going well. Normally I do better than this. <laughs> I think it's because today's just a bad day. I'm just trying
1: to brute force the button, the phone. Not that one. That one. <laughs> Not there. There. We have three there. lies. We have three buttons. Three lies. One of these has got to get us out. <laughs> oh my God! You decide on the blank button. Here goes nothing. You mutter, picking up the phone. You press. You press. Bzz, bzz, bzz. Busy? You don't believe this, you grumble. But the next time you try, you hear a click. Then, a recorded voice comes over the line. I'm sorry, your call cannot go through. But you can! The limo screeches to a halt. In the mirror, you catch a glimpse of Axel's face. It's furious. As furious as a bare skull can look, that is. The floor of the limousine drops out. A trap door. How? Your seat belt flies open. Next thing you know, you and Liz are shooting down a long, sloping hallway. Drop down to page 66. What the fuck? (laughs) How? Tell me how. This is an extra-dimensional fucking portal limousine. What the fuck's going on? Whoa, you cry. You're on a metal slide, bouncing off stone walls. Down, down, down you go. Finally, you land with a thud. Where are we? Liz stammers as she picks, uh, picks herself up. You gaze around. You're in a windowless little room that looks like a dungeon cell. Yes, Mew? Can I help you?
0: I moved my legs.
1: Oh, so she's unhappy? Yes. Yeah. Mew was napping in Michael's lap and then he shifted and she was meowing.
0: She was kinda of cutting off circulation.
1: Yeah, she does that sometimes. Oh, she's in the she's in the the editor's chair now. She is the editor. She is uh checking on our recordings and stuff. Are we good, Mew? We good? Level's yeah, we're all, good. Right? all right? That's cool. your boardhole. That's your boardhole. <laughs> that that's your butthole. We <laughs> know what you. she thinks of me now. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> I like, for the most part, she does cover her butt with her, uh, her tail yeah. a lot. It's really cute. Uh, unless it's the times where she does it, her tail becomes like an immovable, like stiff object and knocks over everything it touches. <laughs> okay. Uh, windowless little room that looks like a dungeon cell. Greenish water oozes down slimy stone walls and makes puddles at the bottom. In one corner, there's a wooden door. It's held closed by a rusted chain and a big padlock. The door, chain, and lock are thickly covered with spiderwebs. Ugh, you shudder. Spiders give you the creeps. I don't know where we are, you reply, brushing yourself off. But I know we've got to find out, we've got to get out of here before that weirdo Axel find us. Finds us, rather. Damn, just leaving out whole letters. Yeah, Liz agrees. And if we don't get back to the Wax Museum before Mr. Dunning misses us, we've had it. I think you have bigger problems than your teacher right now. She's going to bed before either of us can come up with any more clever
0: ideas to get her killed Oh worse, expelled. expelled.
1: Anyway, you don't really, you don't really want to go through the spider webs to the door. You gaze up at the chute that dumped you here. You might be able to climb back up, but will the skullface axe will be waiting for you? You want to try the locked door? Or you want to try, climb the chute?
0: I want to climb the chute. Are you serious? I want to climb the chute.
1: Motherfucker, page one fourteen. All right, <laughs> we're speed running this bitch. <laughs> we're speed <running. laughs> Just picks every... Am I dead? No. Okay. No, you're good. Spider webs? No thanks. Let's try to climb out, you suggest quickly. Yeah, at least we know that chute goes back up to the road. Nothing makes sense, Liz. I don't think you've realized this yet, but it (laughs) does... Nothing... None of this makes sense. Purple tastes like plaid. What? You want to run that one by me again? (laughs) Nothing makes sense. Purple tastes like a king's robe. Yes. Uh, give me a boost, will you? Liz asks. You boost her up up to the mouth of the chute. She finds a handhold and hauls herself into the darkness. A moment later, her hand reaches out and clasps yours. Huffing and puffing, she pulls you up until you can gra- grab some handholds yourself. You pull yourself into the chute and peer ahead. The chute looks as if it goes almost straight up. I don't know if we can do this, you pant. I don't think I could. Like, I don't think I have the ability to do that.
0: It's that or giant spiders
1: no it's like cobwebs not giant spiders like
0: it's our off sign there's gonna be a fucking giant spider of
1: course there is you know Uh it's as predictable
0: as a medieval RPG uh,
1: You in pan- An ans- An answer Liz points down you look where she's pointing a hideous skull face is grinning up at you from the stone cell it's Axel how did he get down there you wonder his hands are reaching for you only inches from your ankles Gurgh. oh god excuse me oh god here comes the burps <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: So I imagine Axel probably has the voice of Bruce from Finding Nemo.
1: Hello. Yeah. All right. So British. Australian. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Same thing. Anyway, Australia is just danger Britain. <laughs> Australia is just spicy Britain.
0: <laughs> spicy British. <laughs>
1: It's redneck British.
0: No, that's Cockney.
1: Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Sorry, I'm just petting you's face for a bit. She's
0: Sorry if we offend anybody. We she's a good to. girl.
1: No, yeah, we love all of you, don't worry. Except for you. And then, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, Brad. No, 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 no names, no names. They know. They know. Um. Fuck. Go, 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 you yell, pushing Liz from...
0: You're about to say Go-Go Power Rangers.
1: Go-Go Gadget! Go-Go Gadget away! Go-Go <laughs> Gadget, fuck this shit, I'm out. Go-Go <laughs> Gadget, shit fucking, like fucking, oh no. <laughs> Continue. Go, go, go! You yell, pushing Liz from behind as you scramble frantically up the chute. Scramble to page 121. Taking two step, steps up, sliding one step back so you're taking one step up. Got it. Make You make the long climb. Liz slips. You slip. You pick yourself up and go on. All the, to- all the while, the hair on the back of your neck is standing straight up. Is Axel behind you? Are his fingers about to clamp around your ankle? Suddenly, Liz breaks the silence with a joyful shout. We're here! She exclaims gleefully. We made it back! You look past Liz. Hey! You cry. We're back at the museum. Sure enough, you popped out of... Out in the lobby in front of the Wicked Wax Museum. In front of you is a familiar red door. It's wide open. Open into darkness. (coughs) Help! A long choking scream comes out of the darkness. You and Liz grin at each other. Nice try, Jake. You yell. But we know it's just a joke. No! Jake's voice sounds so terrified you start to wonder. Not this time! Help me! But then there's a thud. Then silence. Then a motor starts up. You stare at Liz and wonder if your face is as pale as hers. I think it's for real, she whispers. I don't believe him. But anyway, we're going to turn to page 30, I guess. I don't care. At this point, I don't care. Jake seems like an unreliable person. No time to lose. Jake needs your help. All right, I guess we're doing it anyway. You step into the darkness. Liz clutches your arm. "I, I don't like that motor sound, she stammers. You don't like it either, but it's too late to turn back now. The heavy red door slams shut behind you. A thick bolt slides into place on its own. You're locked in. Slowly, your eyes adjust to the strange red light that fills the room. Then, you see you see what's making the motor sound. Ahead of you, a conveyor belt moves slowly through a velvet-stammered opening and... Stream... wait. Streamered? What the fuck does streamered mean?
0: Uh, we put streamers
1: on something. Oh, velvet streamer, gotcha. A velvet, velvet? velvet streamer opening into a black tunnel. It reminds you of those luggage carousels in, at an airport. There are, uh, But there are no suitcases on this conveyor belt. Instead, there's a body, Jake's, and it's moving slowly away from you. His red sneakers are disappearing into the tunnel. Then, you notice something else. Out of the corner of your eye, you see something move across... Uh, across the room it's only a shadow but there's definitely something there what is it alright here's another choice if you want to find out what's moving through the shadows turn to page 93 if you ignore it and just go after Jake turn to page 18
0: let's go after Jake fuck it
1: we're going after Jake yeah. I don't, you're like I don't care Ah, let's go after Jake fuck it
0: well we've already been forced in here by the fucking writer Stein, Stein. I just gotta
1: say that Mew is the cutest she's like so she's like sitting next to me and, like, cuddling up next to me, and then I'm just kind of holding her paw. Yes. Will you take a picture, Michael? Will you take a picture uh, real again? quick? Just real quick. I just want a picture of this because, like, my cat is the cutest in the world and, she, like, needs to be known. Like, she's she's looking. She even posed for the camera. Like, she always. She do pose. She do post. Like, if I, if I, um, if I pull my camera up and, like, Oh, she's so good. It's a good picture. Thank you. Send that to me, please. Anyway, uh, we're gonna. Oh, yeah. she's fine. If she's it's fine. If she's not looking. Oh, but she did look. She she um. I shall send
0: you all the pictures.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Tiger.
1: I like how she doesn't like pull her hand away either. Like she just lets me hold her hand. You're not allowed to touch Artemis's paws. No, yeah, you will let me like uh, pet her little pads and little toe beans, like, rubber paws, hell, she could be, uh, she'll be, like, cleaning herself, and her, like, with her foot raised in the air, and I'll, like, pet her little, like, bottom her feet, and she just won't do anything about it, she'll be like, alright, yeah, like, this, tr- this cat trusts me with all of her heart, and it makes me the happiest ever, okay, 18, Jake, you shout, you lunge to pull him back by his feet, before you can grab his sneaker, a... St- A steel door slams down over the opening. You pull your hand back just in time. Kneeling on the low platform in front of the conveyor belt, you bang on the steel door. Jake! You shout again. The door slides up. Uh, The conveyor belt starts moving forward. You're so startled, you lose your balance. Splat! You fall flat on your face. You're on the belt! Liz! You cry in terror. Get me off this thing! Liz jumps onto the belt to pull you off. The belt speeds up. Now, both you and Liz are being dragged along through the tunnel. Up ahead, Jake lies motionless on the moving belt. And at the end of the tunnel, a sign flashes on and off. It reads, this way to the steaming room. Find out what about more about the steaming room on page 40.
0: They're going to open up my pores.
1: A, a spa day, if I ever heard of it. Right? So, like, I think I've read this book before. I th- like, I think I've read this book before, and I think, like, where we go through, like, the door to save Jake, I think that's where we would have gone if we did it initially, and so I think everything we did before that was just a wraparound to get back to this again. Oh, joy. So that's like, okay, what the fuck? <laughs> like, sure, I guess it's a way to do it, but what the fuck? At least it wasn't
0: like, you know, do it anyway, you pussy.
1: Yeah, really. Ugly bitch. Um, fucking, okay, oh god, I didn't realize a bottle of water was there, and it's the one that had been in the fridge, and so my arm touched it, it's just freezing cold, and I was like, oh god! But anyway, um, steaming room, you ask Liz. What do you suppose this is? Liz only shakes her head, and the conveyor belt comes to a sudden stop. You squint, trying to peer ahead in the darkness. You're about to call out Jake's name when you hear voices. Let's get him, let's get him off this belt, says one man. Doctor Wicked wants this one steamed right away. We'll do him first, and then get the others," says the second man. "Steamed," you gasp, "and we must be, and we must be the others." Liz cries. "Shh, listen," you say, as the voices begin to argue. Maybe we should skip the steaming," one man says. "If Doctor Wicked wants us to be wants us to be finished in time for the opening tomorrow, we might just have to go on to the next step." No way, says the other man. You know we can't skip any steps. If the steaming is skipped, nothing goes right. Okay, okay. Let's just get this kid into the tube. You and Liz glance at each other in horror. Jake's always had an act for getting into trouble, but this time, he's out of his league. Turn to page 59. Sorry, my nose itched. Is this an ending? No.
0: Nope.
1: We've got to see what they're doing, you whisper. You and Liz tiptoe uh, along the conveyor belt. Finally, you can see the room at the end of the tunnel. Two men are lifting Jake off the conveyor belt. His body hangs limp. You watch in terror as they uh, load him into a tall glass tube and shut the door. The room is filled with these human-sized tubes. They look like big test tubes, but uh, but they have doors. Each tube also has a clear hose sticking out of the top, connecting it to a big pipe on the ceiling. And Jake is inside one of them. How can we get it? How do we get him out of here? Liz whispers. Before you can answer, the conveyor belt starts up again with a jolt. You and Liz are knocked off your feet and carried down the tunnel toward the test tube room. When you notice that the air around you is getting very heavy and damp, and you and you're feeling sleepy, very sleepy. You spot purple smoke hissing from under the conveyor belt. Sleeping gas. It it registers in your brain, but your body is now helpless to do anything about it. It's all you can do to rock your head to the side so you can see where you're going. No surprise there, you and Liz are heading straight into the waiting hands of two men in gloves and doctor's masks. Turn to page 133 to see what happens next. Yay. Oh god, that's like all the way at the end. There we go. Okay. The two men in doctor's masks drag you and Liz off the belt. Two more for steamin', says one. Dr. Wicked will be pleased. They roughly load you and Liz into separate test tubes, close the glass doors, and seal them. They're going to steam us, your mind screams. We'll die! Already, you have to fight for breath. uh, You've always been frightened of enclosed places. It's hard not to panic. Your mind races, uh, trying to come up with a plan. Now that you're away from the sleeping gas, you feel strength returning through your arms and legs. Maybe you can break out of this contraption. But what about the two men? Besides, once the steaming starts... Whatever it is, you'll probably need all the strengths you can muster. Maybe you should lie low, try to conserve air and energy, and hope you come out alive. What'll it be? Will you fight to escape, or or will you stand perfectly still to save oxygen?
0: Fight to escape. You
1: gonna fight to escape?
0: Yeah, I feel like laying low is just, like, gonna get us trapped.
1: Yeah, fucking really. Okay. Uh, You pound on the glass, fighting to escape. A sudden rush of steam whooshes in uh, in through a hose in the top of the tube. You can't breathe. Sweat drips down your forehead. Your fingernails scrape across the glass as you claw at the door. The steam is getting thicker and there's no way out. I'm suffocating, you choke out the words. Let me out! You beat the glass with your fists, but your hands are limp and useless. The steam has softened them too much. You're shriveling like a prune. The steaming process is shrinking you. You're the size of a Barbie doll. Okay, that's a bit far-fetched, but whatever. Help! you cry. Even your voice is smaller now. The two men in doctor's masks can't hear you. They glance at your test tube and shake their heads. Another goner, says one man. Matter of factly. I guess this one couldn't take the heat. You feel a little sick. A little tired. A little... little. When they open the door, you're just a speck on the bottom of the test tube. The good news is, your steaming is finished. The bad news is, so are you. The end. So, uh... Long story short... a
0: little disappointing.
1: little disappointing, yeah. Long story short, uh, Michael did not make it out of this one.
0: Yeah. Broke my streak.
1: Yeah. Uh... What do we usually do after this? Oh, yeah. Anyway.
0: We normally go over the uh, endings.
1: Yes, as we will now. You're right, you're right. Let's see. The bad endings are... Oh, and this is like spoilers for anybody who actually wants to read this uh, book from 1996. But if you're okay with that, you can stick around. If not, we love you. Have a nice day. Um, uh, so I'm going to go through all the ba- all the endings, all the trivia, and then I'm going to ask you what you think overall of this book. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, bad endings are falling into bubbling wax and melting away. You're eventually used to make a wax figure of Frankenstein's monster. Sounds like a good end to me. Mm-hmm. You slide on a rope over vats of hot wax, but Doctor Wicked Wicked's workers cut the ropes loose, so you fall in. Your class w- watches in awe from above. What?
0: You think they look in shock and terror?
1: Yeah, really. You think Not- like oh. also you think like having witnesses would be like, oh fuck, we're caught. You know what I mean? Now that I think about it, wax museums don't really have a good rep thanks to horror movies and yeah. shit. A group of workers decides to test you in a steaming chamber. Because you panic and try to get out, you're shrunk to the size of a Barbie doll and then to nothing. That's what we got. That's one we got. Getting covered in... Well. Huh?
0: That's not well. I mean, I like tall guys.
1: Okay. Getting covered in wax remains of the Strangler, which harden on you. Non-ending. You have, a, uh, you have drawn a black card from a deck and are forced to redo the story all over again. Oh, okay, fun. Uh, the tornado turns you and Liz into a pair of candles. Both of you are placed on top of a huge cake in honor of the museum's grand opening. After pulling a lever marked powerless, you're rendered powerless and put in a skin scraper. Ew, what the fuck? Posing in front of the strangler, you. Cu- wait. You. Curry. Query, query. What? what Q U E R Y. Query. You query. Who would want to strangle someone like you? Then your question is answered when the strangler comes alive and strangles you to death. Okay. Liz and you are locked in a closet with a tape of your teacher's voice playing over and over again. You probably end up being bored to death. All right. Being a wax exhibit in the museum with the Lord High Executioner. Ooh! Throwback! Nice. Throwback to uh, Tower of Terror. No, wait. Night and Terror Tower. Now Night and Terror Tower. Do- A nap and Terror Tower. A nap and Terror Tower. Fuck yeah. Dr. Izzy Wicked, the museum's owner, laughs evilly. Oh, wonderful. Love when they do that. You push the clock button on the limo's telephone, you and Liz are stuck in the limo, and Axel drives the vehicle off the edge of the cliff. We got that one. Uh Sebel ends up stealing your face with the facelifter. Then uh where your face has been is now only blank is only blank, smooth wax. Uh, Both yours and Liz's bodies are destroyed, including pieces of them still hanging around the room, but for some reason, you're still alive. Okay, well, uh, next is, while trying to escape from Sybil and Axel on an escalator, you decide to go down, but the escalator is moving towards them. No matter how fast or slow you go, the escalator moves the very same speed in the opposite direction. So you're just stuck on an escalator. You, in, you enter a closet and Liz turns on the light to discover that the closet is full of mirrors. The mirrors redirect the, redirect the light all over the place and the closet gets so hot both of you actually start to melt. Uh, dumped in the back of a trash truck. Simple, to the point. Mm-hmm. You so decide-
0: like Shredder in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie.
1: Mm-hmm. You decide to show Sybil's patchwork face to Liz, but Liz screams and alerts Sybil to your presence. You're both wounded and have black eyes so Sybil decides to your faces are ruined and not worth stealing. She makes you run on a giant exercise wheel instead. Oh hell no, nothing anything but running, right? What if my stomach hurt? I'd fucking kill myself.
0: I'd like, puke. <laughs> I'd throw up.
1: Like, damn, I'd I'd be so I'd be so upset. Uh deciding to ditch Axel and leave him to his fate. He manages to escape the deboner and puts you and Liz into into it. Liz and you get all of your bones removed, and you end up as in envelopes of skin.
0: What is this? Five Nights at Freddy's. This is
1: disturbing, actually. Like, honestly disturbing. You and Liz hide under Sybil's bed, but then you hear Liz making unusual sounds. When you turn towards the sounds, you are swallowed whole by a goo monster lurking under the bed. Trying to call for help on a tele- on a telephone, the limo. Okay, that's probably another one we got. You push the button with the laughing jester, thinking it was only f- it looks friendly, only to get Uh, to Axel, the limo driver in front. Only then do you notice the Jester's face is skull. Yeah, that was the other one we got. And finally, the last bad ending. Liz and Jake get into a limousine, but you decide not to go with them. They ditch you and ride off on their own. You're then caught by your teacher, Mr. Dunning, who calls your parents. That's not too terrible of an ending comparatively. One of them has us not having bones anymore. So, Mm -hmm. I mean...
0: One of them has mm. us running.
1: Yeah, which is arguably worse. Excuse me, by the way. Okay. And the two good endings. You ready? Yes. You and Liz grab into onto the thicker fraying ropes and swoop into the rescue. Uh, in the process, the two of you end up knocking Dr. Wicked and his workers into the vats of hot wax. You rescue Jake and go back to the lobby. to tell. You tell Mr. Dunning you've learned a lesson after he turns up. And then the other one is Sybil melts after seeing her own reflection in a mirror. The puddle she melts into get sucked up by the creepy crawlers living within her ew what the fuck her press conference shows up at the at this moment to catch Sybil's final moments what alright sure I guess why not appreciate it maybe interesting even mm-hmm. if you would okay do we have any trivia oh we have a page map for this one holy shit look at this shit it's like a whole oh, thing damn. to get to like the good ending or whatever. Like that's actually kind of dope. Oh god damn it! I hit back instead of like pressing like the X on the button, and it took me back to the Google page. Oh no! And then like I pressed the wrong button. Now I'm on Amazon. No goddamn! I did again. Damn!
0: I just bought twelve mason jars. What? <laughs> I accidentally pressed the wrong button. I just bought twelve mason jars and
1: four My Little Pony figures.
0: No. <laughs> The mason jars are for the chew jelly.
1: Yes, totally, totally. Trivia! Here we go. In an interview, Mark Nagata, who is the um, the cover artist for most of the Give Yourself Goosebump books, states that this cover's book was one of his favorite uh, covers in the series alongside Night in Werewolf Woods.
0: It's because the lady on front kind of looks like Elvira.
1: I like the cover, I do. It's good. The phrase, no bones about it, in one of the endings was used in the previous book, Deep in the Jungle of Doom, which is a book I just got from Half-Rice Books Today. This book's description of Sybil Wicked derives heavily from her description on the cover. Wait. Yeah, book's description. Okay, while this book says she has a tuft of red hair above her forehead, a small blue eye, a large brown eye, and a patchwork face made in various natural skin colors, the cover to de- picks her with black hair, blue eyes, and are the same size and purple skin. Um, uh, Oh, differs, not deli- derivers. Whatever the fuck I said. Derives? Yeah, I thought it said derives, but it said differs heavily. So that's why that didn't make sense to me. Hmm. The two main storylines of this book do not seem to be within continuity. Jake is serious in Izzy's story, but is joking in Sybil's story. Hence, it is difficult to tell if Izzy and Sybil are aware of each other's plans or if the plans are even occurring simultaneously. Um, As we know uh, from other Give Yourself Goosebump books, there are just different realities depending on the choices you make.
0: So, canonically, I'm still alive in one reality.
1: In one reality, you are still alive.
0: (laughs) I didn't lose.
1: Okay, but just not the ones you chose. Shh. The, a bo- hard day. the book involves a maze to decipher a message at one point, and at another point, it, you may even get a second chance at completing the book from the beginning. So there's like a maze in this book. Amazing. Cute. Uh, although a hidden message exists within the maze, it is never called upon for you to prove you have deciphered it or even mentioned again. <laughs> so you can just be like, yeah, I got it, and go, and go on. Which sounds like, you know, a wasted opportunity. You know what I mean? Uh, where the fuck... Oh, there it is. This is the second book in the series where you are given the chance to leave another character to their fate, but this is the first time where you could be punished for doing so. Alright. A similar scenario from the deadly experience of doc- experiments of Dr. Eek, which we've covered on the show, appears in the book. In this book. The scenario, scenario, rather, is that something grabs your right hand and you must be left-handed to escape. That's dumb. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like that. What the fuck are i sign? While this, while the this, uh, Scholastic logo is on the front of the book cover, and the red border is on the spine, the logo itself is missing from the. Sp- Wait, really? Okay, yeah, Scholastic. Yeah. Oh my God, it's it's missing. Look at that. I oh, know. Holy shit! They're right. Um, the book references Count Dracula and the creature from the Black Lagoon. And uh, the 2015 ebook replaces CD player with a full music library. All right. And then well, there's one reference in other Goosebump media Sybil Wicket appears in Download and Die, the second arc of the Goosebump comic series. Hmm. Nice. Do we know any of these top contributors? I want to know. I guess not because it won't let me open it. And I don't see Spongy's thing. No it, Lord Spongy? No Lord Spongy. Yeah. Anyway, so knowing everything now, knowing all the endings, knowing all the shit in the book, what do you think of this book as a whole?
0: Mm. I think this one overdid it with the bad endings. I do too. And that's not even like me saying it as somebody who lost, but like, there wasn't even any neutral ending. Wasn't
1: there one we did that only had one, or am I just like making that up? That sounds plausible, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. But like, I think you're right. It really overdid it on the bad shit in this Like, you really had to pinpoint to get it. Any other thoughts on it besides that? Because honestly, I like the idea of scary. I like the idea of, you know, wax museum scary and shit. This one just wouldn't have done it for me. Like, Mm -hmm. this one just doesn't do it for me, no matter the ending.
0: There's better wax museum horror out there. Oh,
1: definitely. But also, I think. of wax. I think I might have felt different if we actually got to Sybil or whatever. If you hadn't mm. quit, if you didn't stop pushing fucking buttons and shit. But
0: I like pushing buttons.
1: I've noticed, but um, yeah, it was okay. Like it's fine.
0: There's blue goo on your ceiling.
1: Do you know what that is? You want me to let you know what that is? There's some over there too. I don't do you think know? you can say so. Do you, do you see it over there?
0: I don't think you can say it without being censored.
1: Yeah, I can. I know. It's um. Do you know the? uh You remember the the um the Spider-Man silly string. Things, yes, that's what that is. It's the silly string from the Spider Man Silly String things. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. it's like because the room that we record in, like the game room that we uh record the podcast it's in, this childhood and, bedroom, yeah, no, it's my middle school bedroom going up. Like, you were the, still a child, I guess you're right, yeah, it was one of my childhood bedrooms. Um, because we moved around a lot for a while, at least I've moved around a lot, I guess. But no, so there's like little Easter eggs in this room, like in the game room and to, uh, we record the podcast in here, we record uh, the stuff for YouTube, I stream my Twitch stuff in here, and we also just come in here to play video games, because this is where my video game shit is. But, like, on the ceiling, there are two splotches of this blue stuff, and it's, yeah, it's the Spider-Man silly string webbing shit from when I was younger. I just shot it at the ceiling and never cleaned it up. There's also a bell where, right above where I sit that one day I have fear is just gonna come down and smack me in the head. And uh, I I got that up there, like, in a, in middle school. It's a bell and written on it in Sharpie, it just says bell on it. So it's like a it's like a bell you can ring. My um, favorite
0: joke is that behind the computer on the wall, he's written the word nar.
1: Yeah, oh my god, I was gonna say that, yeah. So it's narwhal. Yeah, that was uh that was a middle school me thing too. That was about the time where narwhal's narwhal swimming in the ocean. Like I got really into that fucking song. But um so yeah, it just says gnar on the walls making making a narwhal. Um, on the bookshelf next to my desk, like, under it, there's a lot of, like, sparkly tape, and it's covering up, because um, where this, where the computer is is where my bed used to be, and so I would look up at it, and I would, like, write things about myself that, like, you know, like, I didn't like and shit like that. Like, I would write sad things about myself because I was an edgy little fucking middle schooler, and so since then I've covered it up with sparkly tape and shit, so that's what's under there. But no yeah um on the inside of the closet door is a a a, a, a what the fuck do you call tally it? mark? Yeah, it's like a five tally mark in silver spray paint that one of my sister's boyfriend's kids did when he came over to visit one time for no reason like either like no reason at all. So yeah, um a lot of memories in this room, but yeah, Michael, thank you once again for being my co-host for the bonus episode. I can't wait. Sorry we didn't get too far. No, you're fine. I think we did fine. I think we did decent, honestly. Like, even with the button pressing, like, at least we know. You know what I mean? At least we had fun. At least we had fun. That's the most important thing. Especially after all we went through. <laughs> Which, relatively, isn't much. But it's more than we wanted to be go through. But, again, um, I'm excited to get back to recording regular episodes of the podcast tomorrow. I'm excited yes. to start the Junji Ito collection. Yes. Uh, first episode of that will be going out this Saturday from when you hear this. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, cause I I I'm excited for it. Like yes. It'll be our first anime we're doing, and our first show we're doing where there's two episode. There's like two stories per episode. You know what I mean?
0: Uh, this is gonna be hell.
1: You think? Yeah. Why is that? My memory is shit, dude. But the thing is, it's like it's not any longer than usual. So it's just two separate stories, like. Yeah, I'm gonna get confused. So instead of like a so instead of like a 20 minute episode it's two 10 minute stories you know what I mean I think I think it's gonna be better than you thought you know what I mean at least um especially with all three of us chipping in and shit so but anyway that's our that's our show that's our bonus episode for this month I hope you have a great month uh anybody celebrating Valentine's Day um I hope you enjoy it but also fuck you um this is my first time being single in literal years for Valentine's Day I'm not a happy camper Well, if you really need to, you can get me something for Valentine's Day. And you can get me something for Valentine's Day. Mew, are you going to get you going to get something for Valentine's Day? She's like, why'd you wake me up? Anyway, um, so yeah, we'll see you in March. Well, actually, we'll see you this week. We'll see you in in our bonus episode in March. Uh, Stay creepy. And as always, boo-bye.